Hello guys, welcome back to the Talk Crystal Palace podcast. My name is Ollie and welcome to the TCP end of season Crystal Palace Awards. Nice and catchy name. Um, yesterday the season ended with a 1-0 win against Man United at Sellers Park. Really good way to end the season. Raksaki debut, Wilf goal against United is always satisfying. Um, and we finished 12th in the league. It could have been higher had we maybe won a couple of games towards the end of the season. Everton being the obvious one. Um, but you know what? 12th with the team we have, the football we played, the improvement we've seen, a cup semi-final. It's been a pretty good season. You know, I'm pretty sure that if you go back to yeah, this time last year, June, July last year, um, and you offered us this, we would have bitten your hand off. And I think people will maybe have lost perspective of that a little bit. Um, but the Palace official end of season awards were a couple of weeks ago now, last week, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I've kind of included some awards from that where we'll compare what the kind of Twitter fan base, my followers voted, um, what the official winner was and what my personal winner was for each one. Because obviously my opinion is the most important one out there. So don't forget that. Um, if you didn't see these awards on my Twitter, then do give me a follow at TalkCPFC. Have a look through the thread if you want. Um, I kind of went through quite a few different categories. Um, and yeah, let's get straight into it. So, player of the season, the big one. So, the official winner was Conor Gallagher, um, which upset quite a few fans. I think a lot of people don't like the idea of a lone player winning player of the year, except when... Sacco was nominated. I don't think anyone have, anyone would have minded. I think Gallagher was a worthy winner, I would say. Um, you know, he's probably in the top three players we've had this year. And if the season ended in December or January, he would be an absolute no-brainer. Like, let's not forget this guy. Well, he got nominated for PFA Player of the Year. So he might, he must have had a decent season. That wasn't done by Chelsea fans or by Palace fans. Like, yeah, his form has fallen off a little bit over the past few months, but... He's had a massive breakout season. Uh, he was sensational for us in the first few months. I really don't think that's an exaggeration to say it. And I think we've honestly just got used to him. But what he offers us is so important. Granted, when we played Everton the other day and he didn't play, I didn't think we missed him at all, actually. And I actually thought we got worse once he came on. But regardless, look, he's had a great season. I don't think any Palace fan can deny that. Any reasonable Palace fan can deny that. Um he won the official award. Mark Gay won the Twitter vote. I think he probably would have come second in the official vote as well. Um, I think they did release those stats, but I can't. I think it was Gay who came second. Um, again, very worthy winner. I mean, I think in terms of in terms of like quality of player, I think Gay is better than Gallagher. Like, I think Chelsea sold the wrong player. To be honest, well, in, as far as we're concerned, they sold the right player. But generally speaking, they sold the wrong player. But in terms of impact, I, I do think Gallagher's had a bigger impact on us. Gay has been great, don't get me wrong. And like I'm delighted we signed him. He's probably the best signing we made, dare I say, in the summer. Um, and again, I wouldn't have been surprised if he won Player of the Year. He didn't win Player of the Year. But for me, a play, my Player of the Year, and he only got 8.1% on my Twitter poll, I did Gahey, Mitchell, Gallagher, Zaha. Gay got 38.8%. Gallagher got 27.7, Mitchell 25.4, Wilf 8.1. But for me, Wilf is our player of the season. And I said this weeks ago. So Wilf has scored a few goals since, but 14 Premier League goals this season. That's his best ever tally. I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, the only players who have scored more than him this year, Son, 
Salah, Mane, Jota, Kane, De Bruyne, Ronaldo. I think that's it. If you look at those players, the calibre of player, and then it's Wilf, that is nuts. Like, you don't understand. He has put, you know, kind of produced elite level output this season. And I think that's been overlooked, to be honest. I think we, we always hold Wilf to a higher standard, maybe rightly so, just because he has consistently been so amazing for us. And granted, he has had better seasons at Palace, I think, in terms of the impact on the team and the influence on games and, you know, carrying the team. But there's less pressure on him now. He's got players around him who can do what he does, but he's still producing that level of output. Yeah, I know he's on penalties, which obviously inflates that number. But even so, he's had a great season. He's led the team through a transition period. He's, you know, he was the only like mainstay of the attack who's, who's still playing. Um, so for me, Wilf is the player of the year. I think that, as I said, he's held to a different standard. And if a player would come in and had the season Wilf has had, I think they'd easily win player of the year. So Gallagher won the official one, Gehi won the Twitter one, Wilf wins my one. Very convoluted. Um, as is kind of the young player of the season. So Gehi won the official one of that. Again, I don't need to go into Gehi again. I think that that's completely deserved. If he's not going to win player of the season, he should win that one. Um, Mitchell actually won the young player of the season on my Twitter. I think because Gahey won the player of the season and people don't want a player to win both, understandably. Mitchell's obviously had a great season as well. Um, you know, he's come on leaps and bounds under Vieira. I do think that he can still grow. Like, I don't think that he is the finished product yet, but he got an England call up. He played basically every game this season that mattered anyway. Um and it was a big, big ask, I think, for him to come into the team with no backup. Like, it was all on him. And I think he's thrived, thrived under the pressure and really proved that he can be a mainstay in our team for a long time. Elise came third in the voting on Twitter. I think that Elise, uh, technique-wise, has the highest ceiling by a distance out of those two, actually. Like, he, I genuinely believe he'll be a 70, 80 million pound player within the next three years. Uh, like, And I think a lot of Palace fans will agree that on technique alone... I think he's probably the best player I've ever seen at Palace. And that includes Wilf, dare I say. Um, you know, he's an insane player. There is no way he will be playing for us within the next few years. He is destined for the very, very top. But he's not my young player of the season. For me, it's gay. I think, you know, he was in the conversation for player of the season and he didn't win it. Mitchell wasn't in the conversation for that for me. So gay is the only one who was really comparable. I think he again, is a top centre-back and will be a top centre-back. And the fact that we managed to get him off Chelsea without a buyback clause, yes, they've got the first refusal thing, but that means nothing. That means absolutely nothing, really, to us. So absolutely buzzing with that. He's a class, class player. And he's my winner of Young Player of the Season. So far, we've got Player of the Season, Young Player of the Season, Wilf and Mark Gay. And the final official one is Goal of the Season. So... Uh, Wilf versus Norwich won that one um, officially. On Twitter, the options were Wilf versus Norwich, Gallagher versus Brighton away, Gallagher versus Everton and Elise versus Millwall. Um, now, Wilf versus Norwich also won the Twitter one, um, which kind of surprised me a bit. Don't get me wrong, that was a great goal. And I don't think I've ever seen Wilf hit a ball like that ever, really, in terms of like, Wilf has quite a weird technique shooting a lot of the time, but that was so clean. Like That was world-class technique. It was a world-class finish. But for me, the goal of the season has to be Gallagher against Brighton. Every single member of the player of the team touched it. 
it was like 23 passes back to front. A beautiful goal. Like, that is not a goal that Palace score. And if City score that or Arsenal score that, that's getting nominated for match of the day uh, goal of the season, in my opinion. It came third in the voting on Twitter. Gallagher versus Everton. You know, it came second. And it wasn't the most spectacular goal, Gallagher versus Brighton. I'm not saying it was, but... I think people need to appreciate, like, that is so unlike Palace to score a goal like that. I think any team could score a goal like Wilf against Norwich or Gallagher versus Everton over a season. doesn't actually matter how good you are. Not many teams will go to their rival's place and score a goal like Gallagher did against Brighton. Also, the moment was class. I was in the UAN. The limbs were insane for that, which should also count, in my opinion. Like, it should always be an important-ish goal, I think, that wins it. Um... So for that reason, Gallagher versus Brighton definitely wins my goal of the season. Wilf versus Norwich is a worthy winner, don't get me wrong. Great goal, and I'm glad Wilf walked away with something, but wasn't the winner. Wasn't the winner for me. Next up, we have the unofficial awards. So nothing to compare about in terms of official winners uh, in the Palace Awards itself. Uh, first one, we've got Game of the Season. Now, the options that I narrowed it down to, there are quite a few, in my opinion, that could have been nominated. Um, Wolves away is unlucky to miss out. Millwall is unlucky to miss out. Um, but the ones that I went for were Man City, nil, Palace 2. Palace 3, Arsenal 0. Palace 3, Spurs 0. Palace 4, Everton 0. Now, we'll go in reverse order this time. Maybe add a bit of suspense. So in last place on the Twitter voting was Palace 4, Everton 0, 12.6%. Um, I wasn't at that game, so it's hard to judge. Um, but I think the fact that it's last really tells, speaks volumes actually about how good our season's have been. Like that was, I watched that from afar, um, that game, and it was absolutely sensational. Like I was on top of the world afterwards, just with the hype of going to Wembley. And maybe if we'd beaten Chelsea, that might have got more votes, but it didn't. Next up, we've got Palace 3, Spurs 0, classic day at Selhurst. Second place, we've got Palace 3, Arsenal 0, a classic night at Selhurst. But the winner was Man City 0, Palace 2. Now, I think in terms of the quality of the game, like the quality of the result, 100% Man City 0, Palace 2. Like, that was great. Great day. And also, that was just off the back of a few games where we dropped some cheap points. And it was a real show of character that we could go to City and win 2-0, keep a clean sheet. That, that felt like a really significant moment in the season. So did Palace 3, Arsenal 0-0, actually. I think that Arsenal were in, like, were banging form when they came to sell us. Like, they were flying, in fact. And to beat them 3-0, like, so comprehensively, and we looked really comfortable. Like, that was just a great night, great atmosphere. Um, but for me... My favourite game of this season was Palace 3 Spurs 0, just because it had all the ingredients of a classic game. It was a beautiful day, like lunchtime kickoff in September, stunning weather. It was the first game I actually went to with my dad post-COVID, like full stadium. I, he didn't come to Brentford, so that was like kind of the first taste of the match day experience again, it felt like, for you know two years. Um, Edward scored a brace off the bench. You know, I was so excited for Edouard to join to join Palace. He came off the bench, scored twice. Wilf was on fire that game. Like, it was one of, and we'll get to this later, one of the best performances of the season, I think. Um, he got a player sent off who he was scrapping with, which is always really satisfying when Wilf wins those battles. I just think that it was also Vieira's first win. I don't think that. I was about to say something else, but it was Vieira's first win as Palace manager. Like, everything was just perfect that day. And... I remember I screenshotted some live text from the BBC straight after the game that said like, oh, Palace, it was like Palace score a third, Spurs, game over, Spurs have lost their first game of the season. 
Michael Elise cuts in from the right, finds Conor Gallagher, who slips it through to Odson Edward to make it 3 0, which now at the time seems like a pretty bog standard sentence, but at the time it was literally like, oh my God, like, read this. This is Palace now. We've got Elise, we've got Edward, we've got Gallagher. Like, it was nuts. It was so, like, I get gas just thinking about it. I've watched the highlights back on, on YouTube so many times for that game. So, honestly, that game might be my favourite ever Palace game. I think it. Obviously, I understand that's personal preference for me. And I think game of the season is always down to personal preference around the experience that you had at that game. Um, but I'd, I'd say objectively, yes, Man City Neil Palace 2 was the game of the season in terms of the result and the performance. But my personal favourite in terms of the whole experience was Palace 3 Spurs Neil. What a day that was. Next up, we have got most improved player. Um... You could have quite a few people in this. You know, you could argue compared to last season that Gallagher could be in there. Um, for one, you could maybe have Ward or Klein in there. Um, the nominees were Mateta, Kiate, Mitchell and Ayu. I got a lot of stick for nominating Ayu. And Ayu did only get 2.2%. Uh, bearing one, there were 2,000 people voting. That's not great for him. Um, but I do think that like him and Kiate in particular, they came last and third last in the vote and second last in the voting. They've had good seasons and I used to view them, to be blunt, as completely useless. But Kiate in particular was at one point like really important to the team. I think in recent weeks we've seen that he is replaceable, which is probably good for the long term. And Ayu, again, Ayu's had some really good spells this season. And this is coming from someone who has historically not rated Ayu at all. Arsenal at home in particular, again, that really stands out was one where Ayu was absolutely class. But equally, I think the fact that he's competing directly with Michael Elise means that He's not that highly rated and he still has his moments, his frustrating moments. You know, his decision-making is not great. In second place, the most improved player, we have Mitchell. Again, I think I've spoken about it already. He has come on leaps and bounds this year. Um, but the winner and the clear winner, Jean-Philippe Mateta, who I think even if you compare his improvement from this season, you know, I watched him play against Chelsea and he was absolutely awful. Like, no exaggeration, he was awful. Um he came in against Norwich when we were ravaged by COVID and injury, took his chance. And then the, the thing that really won him over, I think, was that cameo appearance against West Ham. He got thrown on, kind of, and he made such a difference. And since then, like, he's never looked back, really. He's, you know, he's our first choice striker now, I'd say. He's really, like, natural goal scorer, some great finishes. Everton at home being one, the one that really stands out to me. Like, a fantastic finish that was. And... He's such a likeable character. He's a real cult hero. Again, I've spoken about this a lot on the podcast already. I'm a big fan of Mateta. He's 100% the deserved winner for me as most improved player. Uh, but a lot of players, 100%, could be up for that as well. If, if You know, you could even compare it at the start of the season, Gay and Anderson, for example. You know, both really, really come on leaps and bounds. Um, best permanent signing, an absolute walk in the park in terms of the voting on this. Um, obviously, we've had some amazing signings. Will Hughes is unlucky to miss out on this. I love Will Hughes. Um, Gay, Anderson, Edward, Elise were the ones that I nominated. Edward, 1.6% of the vote. Imagine telling someone that in August, um, you know, how hyped we were. It's crazy, actually, that, you know, he hasn't had as big an impact as as we would have liked. Again, we'll get onto that later. Um, he was last, it was actually Anderson with 7.4%, um, who was third. This was in April, but it was about a month ago. I do think Anderson would have more of the vote now. Um, Elise... 19.6% of the vote, and Gehi, miles clear, with 71.5% of the vote. Now, I'm going to say this right now. Right now, Anderson is definitely my favourite 
I love Anderson. I, I think he has absolutely galvanised our team. I think people don't realise how important he is with his passing, with his presence at the back. He has been a rock for us this season. And he, and he is honestly probably my favourite ever Palace player in terms of just like someone random, you know, ignoring the wheels of the world. I love the bloke. Bloody love him. Um, in terms of how good they will be, it's Elise, in my opinion. Like his ceiling is the highest. In terms of value, it's Elise as well. Eight million quid for someone of Elise standard is ridiculous from Dougie. But I think in terms of the combination of the two, Gay, he 100% wins. Like he, he's like, he's captain us and he's 21 in his first season. Like he's got an insane ceiling. He's been amazing for us this year as well. And I think people can see like a real leader there, like a, a future star of English football. Um, so I think I think like all things considered, it probably is Gay, but I think Anderson and Elise are just kind of more exciting signings for me. Um, obviously, Elise is some we haven't had a player like Elise that isn't Wilf like since Balassi basically, and even that is honestly a bit harsh on Elise. Elise is technically so much better, and Anderson just has that like source factor, you know, like his passing. It's drip. Not that that should influence it, but it really does. But I've got to say, Gay, yeah, probably fair enough, uh, to be honest. Who do we wish played more games? Now, this is kind of a, an interesting one um, to, to kind of work out. The ones I nominated were Hughes, Edward, Benteke, Elise. Um, and Edward walked away 52% of the vote. I think everyone can agree with, on that, that Edward has had a good season, like, he is a clearly a really good player. And when he's had his chances, he's paid well. Um, I just think that so, uh, Mateta's effectiveness has really basically taken Edouard out of the team. Ben Teke had a really good run as well. And also, like Edouard has been best off the left. And that's where Wilf plays. And Wilf has had a, you know, a great season for us. I think he's been unlucky. But I also think that his time will come. I think we've seen that under Vieira that... All players will get their chance at some point. And I think some players are kind of being groomed for the future. Will Hughes being another one who in and out of the team, didn't play for ages. And then one player of the month, basically the first month he was playing consistent football. Again, out of the team for a while, back in towards the end. Like he's, all players in that squad will get their chance. And I think that Hughes and Edouard in the future will be really important for us. But right now, they're not what we need. I think they're maybe a bit further down the line. Benteke I included because he was unlucky to lose his place in the team. He was, he was banging form like towards the back end of 2021. But I think the fact that his competitors are Mateta and... Edward means that people probably don't really wish that he played more games because, you know, those two have been so good for us. And Elise, again, he came second. I think people now see see what the long-term plan was with him. Like, he's still young. He's still applying his trade. He's still got a lot to learn. You know, he's even improved so much since the start of the season. His minutes have just been managed well. We don't want to overplay him. Obviously, he's injured now as well. I'm assuming he'll be back by the start of next season. God, I hope so. Um and obviously, that if he's not playing, it generally means IU is playing, with all due respect to Jordan. Um, you know, I still would have liked to see Edward off the right a bit more if uh, if Elise is not playing, but that's another conversation for another time. Um, but I think Edward is probably a fair shout. Like, he's clearly technically class, has proven pedigree, really exciting signing who didn't play as many minutes as I would have liked as well. So I, I, can, I completely get behind that, that pick. Most underrated player this season. Now, again, the voting has probably changed from this if you uh, did it more recently. But the options were Kiate, Ward, MacArthur and Ayu. Again, Ayu propping up the list with 7.4%. Ward in second with 10.3%. I think you could add Klein to this now, probably over Ward. Klein's had a great few months uh, in the team. 
James MacArthur in second with 29%. Again, I think everyone appreciates now how important MacArthur is to the team. Finally, it's only taken five or six years. Uh, and number one was Kiate again, with the whole recent thing about him. I don't want to go into too much praise for Kiate, but... Look, let's be honest, he's had a very good season for us. At times, he's been he's looked indispensable. Um, he's come on leaps and bound under Vieira. Again, the recent stuff is not good, and I don't really want to start, you know, singing his praises. Um, but credit where it's due, I think that's a very fair winner. And if you'd asked me that a month ago again, I would have been more than happy to, to agree with it. Um, what grade would you give this season is the next one, which, split opinion, I think a lot of people kind of disagree with this the options were a plus slash a a minus slash b plus b slash b minus or c and below so the winner was a minus slash b plus completely fair i think um weirdly second was b slash b minus which i think is really harsh like a plus a plus slash a was only just third like it got nearly the same amount of votes as c so look i think a minus slash b plus a minus is what it deserves really this season. Like it's not been perfect. We've thrown away cheap points. You know, we didn't beat Brighton home or away. We also finished below Brighton, which doesn't help. You know, 12th in the table means I don't think you could ever get an A plus or A. If we'd finished eighth, which was very conceivable before we played Everton, you know, I probably would give it an A plus eighth and an FA Cup semi-final. That doesn't get much better than that as a Palace fan. Um, but comparatively to where I thought that we would be, it's hundred percent an A at least like, this season is up there with one of the most memorable I can I can really like remember. Uh, I, I think that the football we've played, some of the results we've had, the players we've had got playing for us, I think we'll look back on this as like an all-time season. Um, regardless of what happens in the future, like either we'll look back on it and go, oh God, remember how good we were. Or, you know what, that was the year that really kicked us on. Um, so I'm calling it now, this is going to be a historic season in Palace's history, in my opinion. Um, it will either be the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning how about that um the next one was um if palace had a best individual performance of the season award i stole that from west ham so thanks west ham who would win it now there were no polls for this i um just tweeted out and asked people suggestions we had benteke versus burnley gallagher at city away great shout gallagher against everton zaha versus spurs um Zaha gets Leeds at home, very underrated. Like, we drew 0-0, but Wilf was amazing. Um, Edward v Norwich, Elise v Millwall. A good shout, which I really like. Schlupp versus Wolves away, underrated performance. He was absolutely class that day. Um, Butland v Brighton, saved a penalty. Um, are you versus Arsenal at home, as one I mentioned earlier. Edward against Arsenal away. There were lots of options, but I ranked it... No, you have to just take my opinion as the one for this. Um, my ranking was as follows. Schlott versus Wolves away. Loved that performance. Anderson versus Arsenal at home. Two assists, a clean sheet, an all-time Anderson performance. And as we know, I bloody love the bloke, so obviously I'm biased. Zaha versus Spurs at home, taking home the bronze medal. Again, I said that was a classic game. I loved that from Wilf. It looked like the old Wilf. He was running at his man. Taking them on. Um, Gallagher versus Man City away, just because it was Man City away. Goal and assist was all over the place as well. Like, he was probably our best defender and our best attacker at the same time. Um, but for me, the one that 100% wins it was Mitchell versus Man City at home, where it reminded me, actually, here's a niche reference, Fosu Mensa against City at home in 17-18. Similar level of performance where he just did not put a foot wrong all game like he didn't do anything wrong everything he did was perfect it was just one of them I remember walking away like I'm not a massive Mitchell head like I'm 
I like him a lot, but a lot of people, you know, I think because he's an academy lad, really, really, really rate him. I don't think he's like amazing. I think he's a good left back. But that game, I was like, you know what? That this is we're witnessing an all-time performance. Um, so for that, Tyrick Mitchell, you win best individual player performance of the season. I think if that went down to a vote, it would probably go to Gallagher against Man City. Um, but for me, Mitchell Man City, that's the one I really appreciated the most. Um, again, maybe I'm holding Gallagher to a different standard considering the rest of his performances, but that doesn't matter. And the last question, which is not an award, um, but it's an interesting one that I wanted to ask. What position should we prioritise this summer? Goalkeeper, right back, CDM or striker? Now, it sounds like we're going in for CDMs early. And again, I think the results of this actually might change considering how Klein has played over the past few weeks. I think he's actually proved that he's a good option at right back. And I'll be interested to see whether we renew him and Ward at the end of the season. Um, but right back was a clear win at 64.1%. I do think that, I think we're going to get Wan-Bissaka back this summer. And part of me thinks that that right back is the missing piece of the jigsaw. And that once we get that player in, we can really kick on. Like it's 100% a weak link in the team. I don't care what like stats will tell you about sofa score rating or chance to concede down the right flank. You watch Palace, you can see that our right side is significantly weaker than our left side. Balance on that side could really help us out all over the pitch as well. Um, and a CDM who can progress the ball. Look, for Kiate's, all of Kiate's, um strengths, his ball progression is honestly some of the worst in Europe. If you look at the stats, I know I just said, don't ignore, don't look at stats, but I think a ball progression is important. Macker and Hughes, I love them both there, but they do sometimes lack physicality. If we can get someone who's over six foot and can pass the ball decently, then I think that in a right back, we could cook next year. We could absolutely cook. Um, so yeah, that is the end of the Talk Crystal Palace end of season awards. Just to recap, we have got player of the season. This is my personal awards. My winners, player of the season, Wilfred Zaha. Young player of the season, Mark Gay. Goal of the season, Gallagher versus Brighton away. Game of the season, Palace 3, Spurs nil. Most improved player, Jean-Philippe Mateta. Best permanent signing, Mark Gay just... Um, I wish that Edward played more games. My grade of the season is A minus slash B plus. Most underrated player of the season, Cheku Kiate. Um, best individual performance of the season, Mitchell versus Man City at home. And the position I think we should prioritise this summer is actually, it's right back. It's right back. Um, anyway, that is it for me. If you disagree with any of these choices, tweet me, reply to the thread, do whatever you like. Um, but just remember that I am always right. Um, as I said, if you don't follow me on Twitter already, please do follow me at TalkCBFC. Thank you very much for listening. And if you don't follow me on these podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you're listening on, uh, give me a follow. I'm going to try and upload a bit more regularly now. I think once the transfer rumours start coming in, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff will happen. So I'll get the content out consistently then. Um, yeah, thanks very much for sticking around. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Talk Crystal Palace podcast.